This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to For the Shire, by the Shire. Each week, we speak to property and finance professionals working in and around the Sutherland Shire. Discover insider tips and tricks from the Shire's leading experts on how to get ahead in today's market. Introducing your host, Nathan Smith, the Director and Senior Mortgage Broker at the award-winning Birdie Wealth. Welcome to another episode of For the Shire, By the Shire. Today, I'm joined by the Director of Matt Calligan Property. It's Matt Calligan himself. He's uh, just started a brand new agency uh, after having almost 17 years experience working in real estate, always uh, working throughout the Sutherland Shire. He started over in Sutherland and has slowly been making his way east, now operating out of Cronulla and all through the uh, southern parts of the Shire. Matt, welcome. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Good. Yourself? Hey, going really well, thank you. Thanks for popping in today. It's been a uh, exciting few months for you amongst COVID. You've uh, decided to do something crazy and start a business. Pretty funny, hey? Why not? Why not? <laughs> so. Who would have thought that, uh, you know, I would start my own real estate? I mean, I uh, always, I guess, had a little bit of an aspiration to do something like this. Um, I've had the privilege of working for some great companies and some great principals um, over my time. I think now I'm just uh, ready to take real estate to a new level locally. Um, I think that... Uh, you know, the way of real estate's probably been followed by the history of what real estate was supposed to be, which is, you know, wear suits, you know, do open houses, do auctions, etc. I thought I'd put a bit of my own spin on that, which is, I guess, a more approachable, a more reliable, more friendly approach, um, but also have a key focus on marketing. Absolutely. We've, uh, we've seen that already in the first few properties that have been listed. There's certainly some personality that comes alongside the brand. Take me back to uh, day one in real estate. Where were you and uh, what drew you to real estate? Well, um, to be honest, I just got advised, you know, you should start a career in real estate. And uh, originally, I want to be a builder. So I thought they were hand in hand. So I uh, went and put a suit on. Funny. And uh, went and handed out 44 different resumes to different real estate offices and got knocked back by 43. Um, it was a really tough period. It was after the last boom, 2002, 2003. Um, I got one startup with a bloke by the name of Craig Russ working out of Ray White Sutherland. He was nice enough to give me a job as a mail receptionist. Fantastic. So you started on the desk there, answering the phone, delivering coffees, doing anything you needed to do just to keep your job? Whatever. And, uh, you know, very quickly I sort of said to him, I, I think your window display needs a bit of a refresh, bit of an update. And he goes, oh, go for it. So I went to, you know, I guess updating his displays for him. He used to take the Polaroid camera and take his photos and then go and stick them to a bit of cardboard and that used to go on the window. Uh, problem with the west-facing uh, real estate office front was that uh, after a while those black bits of cardboard started to look a bit shabby. So, you know, I was straight onto that for him and uh, then went to become his sort of sales assistant and then very quickly jumped into selling properties at the age of 18. So even back then you've, uh, you've already got some sort of eye for marketing and um, and differentiating yourself and making sure that's key around the uh, that buying process. Definitely. 
So you've uh, you've moved your way from the Sutherland, headed east across through Cronulla, um, and spent a long time uh, working in the field. What's changed since day one to today? I don't think so much. Other than my experience in the industry, I don't think a lot has changed about the way that I do treat the whole deal. So from the start, it's about working for the client. So they've given me the privilege of handling their sale. So from that, it's, okay, how can I best market the property? How can I get the best possible outcome for them? How can I get the most people through the door? And how can I create such a good experience for both the buyer and the seller that if the buyer misses out on that property, I can get them on the next one? So it's it's taken me a long time to perfect it, but I think I've got it down pat, which is that, you know, you'd be completely transparent, completely open around all parts of the negotiation, even to the point where you might tell a buyer, look, until you actually get that contract signed, someone could come in over the top of you. They appreciate it. And I'm sure uh, having spent so long, you've seen people come and go in the industry uh, time and time again, but, but for that longevity in the industry, these are, it's a must-have. Definitely. And I think it's something that some agents, and I won't say all of them because there's a lot of great agents working there in is. the Sutherland Shire, I think that uh, you get down to the, the nuts and bolts of it and if you can put your ego to the side a little bit and just focus on the clients, then you know the money might not come in straight away but over the long term, you'll find that a lot of people respect you and they'll want to work with you. Let's talk about uh, Matt Calligan property. So. How has this idea come about? Uh, how did you go discussing this with your wife and, and saying, hey, let's take a punt? Um, tell me more about, about where this came from. Well, I mean, I've, I've obviously got some reasonably far out ideas on marketing and that sort of thing. And uh, I guess where I was, um, you know, working for a big organisation, they had templates, they had structures and that sort of thing, which were very hard to, to break. Um, and I thought, you know what, I've just got to give this a run for myself. So it was exciting. It was nerve-wracking. The best thing that I had going for me was that I had invested in real estate. I'd bought a townhouse, renovated it, sold it, made some profit, bought a beautiful family home for myself, Mel, my wife, and my two kids, and it then got to the point of me being able to go, okay, I've got some equity, I've got the chance to actually do this and give it a red hot crack. So uh, I think it's important and a, maybe a question that is or isn't asked enough is is speaking to an agent is, is have they gone through that process themselves? Have they, have they bought a property and sold a property? Because I'm sure looking back now, you're, you've got a new perspective after having done those few things on, on the emotions that come along with both buying and selling that home. Definitely. Until I'd actually gone through the process, I think, like looking back, you could have called me a little bit of a cowboy. Like, you just, know. I think you just get a new level of empathy of the, the highs and lows that happen at different points throughout that transaction. Definitely. And, you know, the best real estate agents are there because they've had the experiences. They've had the highs. They've had the lows. They've had their families. They've, you know, realized that, you know, sometimes you might be calling somebody and they've just had one of the kids has just completely torn the house apart and they're on the phone and they're going, look, you've got two seconds, make it quick. But they don't, they, they feel like they've been, you know, uh, I've been completely dismissed by this person. But if you actually put yourself into the scenario of the client that you've just called, you don't know what's gone on. Yeah. But after having two kids, I know that 
small windows, very small windows, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yes. We thought you were busy before and, um, yeah, there's a whole new appreciation for what busy means now, definitely. Most definitely. And I, I've got it to, like, I've got to give it to um, mums and dads that have more than two kids. Like, when I had one, I thought it was difficult. Had two, it's like, wow, this is full on. But, it, like, it's like a game of golf. You only need that one good little shot down the middle. You need that one smile, and it just makes you forget about everything else that's gone on in that morning or day. But um, it, it's also given me that inspiration and, and that motivation to really go forward and, and go hard with the business because I want to build this for my kids as well. Love it. That's really good. Let's talk about uh, the Shire and property in the Shire. This is where you've spent your whole career, so you you know it back to front. Yes. Um, your primary area of focus is that southern side of President Avenue. Yep. So all your bay sides. So your Gaimia Bay, Yowie Bay, Caring Bus South, Lilypilly, Dolans Bay, Port Hacking, uh, Burrineer, Cronulla. That's where I've sort of ended up gravitating towards, um, and I think that's just by my specialisation in family homes. What draws people to that area? Well, I think that everybody's got an aspiration to get a home that's got water views or a waterfront. Um, so where I find that a lot of my clients um, start their journey is units, townhouses, entry-level homes. They'll buy them, renovate them, create equity, and then they'll start to move to those areas. So it's a, I mean, the price point's well, well past a million dollars. So... Have, uh, those my, people are upgraders. They, we're not talking first home buyers coming to these spots. Correct. So you'll find that the majority of these properties are going to be circa 1.8 million and then that'll be like your entry level um, and then you'll go up to sort of the waterfronts now. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised, but, um, you know, before if you, you told me you had a budget of three to four million, I'd be putting you into something absolutely stunning on the waterfront. But now it's like seven or eight. Yeah, so... Um, so you're seeing strong demand for those top end properties, you know, definitely. Still, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, I mean, you've got the low interest rates, which you'd be able to tell people about, and um, that mixed with the fact that, like, a lot of the guys in the Sutherland Shire, guys and girls, they're they're entrepreneurs, they're they're building small businesses, and then they're selling those businesses. So they've got a lot of money to put back into the area. And, um, you know, it's a testament to some of these guys that are buying two and three blocks and building these substantial, beautiful homes. It's giving all of us that little bit of excitement, but also it's it's helping to bring up the whole area. And there's limited supply. You can't make any more Bayside area. Whatever's there is there, and, and they're held, held so tightly. So definitely. Uh, that demand is, would definitely be driving prices up. When you're looking for a property, what are some non-negotiables for you? So put your buyer's hat on, you're going out. What's something when you were buying your family home, you'd like, this is, we must have this? So the traditional family floor plan is something that I think um, runs rings around anything else. So, you know, you look at a lot of the old style project homes. The reason why they sold a lot of these project homes was because the floor plans were tried and tested. So you had the front sort of formal living room, you had your hallway that would then go through to the, your big open plan, lounge, dining, kitchen or rumpus, um, and that would look out to the backyard. So especially now having a family, you go, well, I want to be able to be in my lounge room, be in the kitchen, be able to see out to the backyard, see the kids playing. Um, so that gives... Um, the buyers a lot more excitement around paying a little bit extra because they get those creature comforts. 
So uh, I guess it allows them to kind of picture living there from day one and, and see more of a lifestyle within the home. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, and on top of that, like if you buy, say, one of these old project homes, very easy to do a cosmetic renovation rather than to do much more of a structural renovation. And then you can get yourself a you know, cracking family home with a beautiful new facade. You know, you do some great landscaping. There's some good landscapers out there locally that are doing some great things um, to, I guess, bring even an older style property into the new age. So we've got the floor plan right. We can do our upgrades from there. So for you, the key is really looking at a floor plan. Is it is it practical and does it fit with the families that you're, that Def- you're talking to? Definitely. And then you can work down the avenue of, you know, do you want to get yourself into a cul-de-sac street or do you just want to get yourself into the area and you're happy to go on a busier road, but you just get all of the luxuries that area offers, whether it be boat ramps, schools, um, you know, parks. I think, you know, especially having young children, like you would know, is you, you want to be close to parks and close to good coffee shops. Absolutely. Yeah, those amenities and coffee shops is, uh, <laughs> is almost a must-have now when finding a property. Now, I was going to take you back to your very first sale, but I might take you back to the, the first sale of your new business only because I was there on the day. It was a mutual client of ours and um, certainly an exciting day. So how were you feeling prior to auction? Extremely nervous. So being the first big listing with the new company, I wanted to make sure that nothing um, went to chance. But by the same token, you just never know buyers. So, you know, I had everybody set up. You know, I expected to have four or five people turn up that were going to really give it a good shot. Um, I knew there were a couple of people in the background that might turn up. I had an open house for a home unit in Cronulla, which was 9.30 till 10 a.m. And then from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m., I had that big, long wait. So, it was a little bit nerve-wracking, but it did give me the ability to actually go out and make sure that I got the flowers, I got all the bits and pieces for the um, who would be the eventual buyer. Um, I just wanted to make it a great experience all around. Um, I knew I had the best auctioneer in virtually the country, Damien Cooley, that was going to be calling the auction. Um, I'd worked with him previously, and I felt that we had the right formula for a successful outcome. And, uh, and the result was fantastic in the end. We ended up getting a, a sale well over um, expectation, really, and a, a great turnout. So uh, feelings afterwards, the hammer drops. How, how does your emotions change then? Well, uh, it was amazing, but at the same time, I actually went up to the highest bidder and asked them for more money. I was like, I thought that the bid had been with another client that was behind them. Um, So I went up to them and I said, look, you know, you don't want to let it go. And the auctioneer was calling first call, second call, third call. And I asked him, I said, Damien, just hold up. Like these guys have been, they were actually at the first open house. They were the first people to make changes to the contract. And I was like, they were so nervous about the whole process that I wanted to make sure that they had every last chance to buy the home, not realising that the bid was with them at $2.7 million. So I was like asking them for two seven five, and they're going, no, Matt, no, no, it's with us. And I go, oh, no. And anyway, so everyone had a little bit of a laugh. It took a bit of the edge off, but um, then when Damien called it, first call, second call, third call, done, um, you know, the elation was just amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah, look, it, it seemed to be a great, a great outcome for everyone. We had uh, really happy vendors having sold their home and, and, and the buyers were extremely happy. They looked like it was just a perfect fit for them, that place. So uh, very first property being sold, um, the video and marketing leading into that was um, was taken to a whole new level. 
what are you looking to do when you're putting together that that marketing campaign now? Well, I think that um, the property video has been something that I've been doing since 2007. I was getting laughed at back then, and I'm sort of getting laughed at, but in a different way now. Um, I think people are taking a bit more of a, um, a comical approach to the way that I'm doing these videos, but I'm trying to focus on what is the key selling feature about every property. You've got a video that's online, it's 24-7, it's your your new 24-7 salesperson. It used to be the uh, for sale sign that was out the front of the property, but I think that, um, you know, now with social media, you've got um, your real estate and and domain.coms that are actually focusing on the, the video content that you need to make it a little bit more, have a little bit more depth within the actual video itself. So, you know, gone are the days of you saying, oh, hello and welcome to the property, 162 Bullerware Road. Let's take a look. Yes. And then it goes through all these little standard like pans and pans or it's some. that same template, isn't it? It's same the same. Video. Here's same. the introduction, here's the thing, here's the close. Correct. You're trying to bring, uh, bring the personality of the property out through that video and tell the story about the person who might live there? Definitely. And the other side to it is, you know, yes, people can see that it's a Caesar stone bench top, but they can't see from that pan that that kitchen looks out over the yard, which is going to be perfect for that family, or that they've spent the money on the 900 mil ovens and cooktops instead of the traditional 600s. Like little things like that, it's a difference. Like the 600 mil versus the 900 mil could be a difference in about three or four grand. And the clients will then see that those additional features, that additional spend makes potentially putting in that extra money worthwhile. Well, it saves them from having to do it themselves. And what I know about buyers is whenever they're talking about renovating or updating something that's already existing, they double what the cost of it would actually be for you to go out and source the materials or to to buy that um, appliance and put it in yourself. So if you want to get the maximum price for your property, you're better off putting the expensive items in first up because people can see the quality and then they say, well, we don't have to update that, so we'll put more money into what we actually pay for the home. So they want a a property that, I mean, the ideal scenario is we get a property we just walk into, nothing needs to be done and um, it's it's all done for you. Yeah, correct. And um, I I do believe that... um, People are so busy now, like, you know, to be able to afford these properties, they're working six days a week. They're, they're thinking, you know, if I'm going to get a house, I want it all to be done. The reason why they're selling the current home is because it's potentially not finished. So they're looking at, you know, I'll just pay extra money if I can just move in. Like, you know, the, the guys at Woolaware Road that bought that, they're talking about buying half the furniture off the owners just so that it's like that smooth transition in. And they're done, they're settled. Like, you know, it takes time to get anything these days. Like the lead-in times, even for just the office furniture that I've got coming to the new office, you're talking like three, four, five, six weeks. Mm. You know, people don't want that. People want the luxury of just being a move in. It's all there. It's all done for them. What is the difference between a, an average marketing campaign and, and one that really stands out? How do you tell somebody who's saying, look, just... Do what it, just do the minimum to, to get this property listed. What are you saying them to say, look, it is worth the investment in, in doing something different? Well, I mean, it's a lot easier for me. I mean, I feel that when you're selling a home that's one and a half, two and a half million bucks, to invest $10,000 into a marketing campaign is not a big spend. 
And essentially, if you're able to get one or two extra buyers on the property, the difference in what they would offer over the top of each other to try and secure the home, you're talking fifty to 100000 So if you're putting $10,000 in to potentially get out fifty dollars or $100,000, it's a very easy um, sell to the client. If you've got a four or $500,000 home unit, it makes it a little bit more difficult because you're probably only talking about a five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 increment between each of those interested parties. So I think it's important to, to hit your target in, in terms of the marketing. You don't have to go too big on a property that's too small, but if you look at, look at Coca-Cola, they go and put a massive billboard up at King's Cross there. Everybody knows about it. Did they have to? No. They're selling Coca-Cola, which is like a $2.50 bottle. But it's about, you know, getting the exposure. That'll create more people that want to come and see it or buy it or interact with it, and that's going to end up getting you a premium price. So, um, you know, I did a a one-bedroom unit video for that, and the amount of people that started talking about it, I ended up selling it to a guy that I met at Ham at the coffee shop. Because he just saw the video and, and saw the video. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd met up with him previously at at his own house, and you know gave him an appraisal on it. And he's just like, oh hey Matt, saw that you got this. Um, you know, can I come and have a look at it? And uh, next thing you know, he's the buyer. So all the whole idea behind it is create more exposure, get more buyers to your property, and and have a stronger demand for the home. Definitely. And you've got to be out there. You've got to be in people's faces. So, you know, I don't don't have a coffee machine in the office. The whole idea is that my guys are going to go out and get coffee. They're going to be meeting people and talking to them and, you know, hopefully selling more properties. Perfect. Let's talk about the the real estate industry as a whole. Um, I'm going to give you control of it for the day. It's all yours to run. What's one thing you're going to change within your industry? I just want to make it... I guess a more approachable um, environment for clients to be able to come and, and, and me to look like and be on their level. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to run in and show, show off my new Gucci shoes or anything like that. Or like, I'm just not into that. But I, I'm more about just being able to help the client. And I think if all real estate agents take that approach um, and stop trying to show off about all the things that they have themselves personally or the waterfronts that they live in or whatever, it needs to come back to the client. Yeah, I think uh, I think we spoke about this before we started, but, but you obviously know we have a very similar approach here. We do our appointments talking multi-million dollar loans in a T-shirt and uh, – for us, we see that that whole process, whether it's finance or real estate, is, is very intimidating. People will be decades apart between those interactions when they do it and when they next come back to, to look to do it again, and, and they find that process intimidating and overwhelming. So um, so you think a more approachable, casual approach is, is where you'd like to see it head? Definitely. And I think that, um, you know, I, I watch the, all the home reno shows and all that sort of thing. It's kind of funny. I work in real estate. I come home. My wife's got the home reno shows on and you've got your yeah, Andrew Winter and like he just has that very approachable look about him. Um, so I just took a lot of, away from how he looks. Um, I've also got a couple of guys that I respect that are in the Brisbane area. You've got um, uh, Pat McKinnon, Drew Davies um, and Matt Lancashire. Um, Then you've got Marty Fox down in Melbourne. They're doing some fantastic things for the the real estate market in how they're actually promoting properties and how they're just 
I guess they're giving that little bit more of a casual approach to the whole thing. And it's such a stressful process that we need to do our best to make it a little bit more casual, a little bit more casual, a little bit more relaxed. And there's no doubt, you know, buyers are responding to that authenticity. That's one thing they want, want more of. Most definitely. Let's talk uh, bad advice now. So being in property, I'm sure everyone wants to talk property to you, whether you're on duty or off duty, property is a topic they're talking to you about. What's some bad advice that you've heard? I guess if somebody's looking to try to buy a property, um, they're trying to buy an investment and they might say, look, you know, we're going to wait two or three years, we're going to save more money and we're going to try to buy when we've saved more money. Um, you know, I've, I've heard that time and time again and I actually had somebody give me advice when I was looking at buying a $400,000 one-bedroom unit um, in the heart of Cronulla with water views and I'm like, oh, I think I should buy it. I got told not to. So the, the whole wait and, and uh, wait for that market to come down and it's, it's well, too much. Well, not so much that, more just like save up a better deposit, get yourself in a better position, et cetera, et cetera. Um, by the time I got myself in a position to buy that $400,000 home unit, it was worth seven hundred. Excellent. So yeah. to be able to save $300,000 in cash just wouldn't have happened. in that three-year period wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So you end up getting yourself into a position where you're, um, I guess, behind the market and then you've got to try to play catch-up. So my, my, my greatest bit of advice is try your hardest to get into the market as early as you can as a kid. Yeah. Like seven, the, the people that I see that are really doing well, they bought their first home unit when they were 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Like yep. they'd saved and saved and saved, had a job while they were still at school or whatever, and they got their first little place. And it might have been like literally one bedroom unit, no balcony, no garage, but everything goes up in value. Yeah. Once you're in, you're in. You can um, move with the market. You've touched a little bit on selling topics, but I just want to see if there's anything else uh, you want to add to that that particular space. Uh, it's just some common things that you're saying to your vendors prior to listing a property. I know you've talked a lot about you know renovations and final finishes and making sure it's polished off. Is there anything else people should be doing prior to putting a property on the market? Well, I think the, the big things for me is you get a building and pest inspection done on your property, um, no matter whether it's you know, just being completed by the builder or, you know, it's it's an old home and you're worried that it's going to have some problems, um, the best thing you can do is actually get the inspector to come through and they'll actually tell you what's wrong with the home, what's going to be the deal breakers. Because, you know, back early in my career, I used to go, oh, no, we won't worry about it. The buyers will get it done. Um, we'd get to a negotiation with a client, get to a really great price, and then they'd pull out due to the building inspection. So, you know, you you don't want to leave anything to chance when you're selling your property. So it is good to be able to get that upfront. Anything that might be a little problem that you can actually get rectified, get it rectified because then it's going to save you on the other side. Perfect. So mitigating all those problems up front, addressing them with buyers when they're coming through the home. Yep. Um, and, and knowing what's going to come when the, the buyers can do their own in reports. Most definitely. And then they want to get themselves set up with a good broker because they need to know where they're going to be on the other side of it. Um, a lot of people in this current climate, because there's not a lot of stock, they're actually going and buying a property before they've sold their own. Um, and a lot of them are leaving themselves open because they're not actually getting bridging finance. Yeah. So go and get advice, speak to a broker, make sure you're You've got your finance in position, can certainly. So that's a good tip, that one. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Uh, yes, great tip. Let's talk. Uh, what's next for you, Matt? So for me, um, 
like I'm not planning on taking over the world. I would like to just build up my brand slowly and consistently and I would like to, uh, you know, just continue to do what I'm doing in terms of the um, the advertising space. Like I'm really having a lot of fun. Sylvania BMW have got on board and they've actually been giving me um, a different car for each video. Um, so I'm giving them a little bit of exposure, but they've been great to me. Um, you know, I, I never thought I'd be a BMW driver. When I first sort of got into real estate, I was happy with my little Nissan Drift car. And uh, a lot of people might find that a little bit funny, but that was my point of difference. Um, when I was going to appointments, they'd go, oh, is that your car? And, uh, you know, some of them might laugh at it, but with most of them, they could see that there was a passion. Um, and that's what I carry through with everything I do. Like I, I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't pretend I'm somebody that I'm not. I'm me and uh, I've got a different way of doing things. But, you know, you can see by the outcomes that I'm getting for my clients that uh, I put them first. Fantastic, mate. Yeah, the results are certainly there. Where do people find you? So um, my mobile number, 0411 525 606. Um, it's Um And, uh, yeah, I'll be... Uh, All the social handles, Matt Callaghan Property. Yes. And, uh, yeah, if you uh, keep your ears to this space, uh, I'll soon be able to release the address of my new office fantastic awesome well we'll link up all your details in the show notes matt thanks for coming in today mate really appreciate your insight into that southern part of the sutherland shire and uh all things branding and marketing when you're looking to sell a property mate so really appreciate your time thanks nathan i really appreciate you having me on thanks mate this podcast is for general information only it contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.